0: Aladdin Firm. I am an actor, singer, tap dancer, baby draglesque
1: performer, and political activist out in Brooklyn, New York. And you are? I am M. I am a tattoo apprentice and an illustrator. And I just got my armpit tattooed a week ago. So that that's been that's been dope. Not being able to apply deodorant for a week. Oh God, ow. Yay. (laughs) And we we have a wonderful guest today. Who is it?
0: Yes, I'm, wait, I'm, (laughs) it is, oh my goodness, my very good friend and somebody that I'm very excited to have on this podcast because your coming out influenced my coming out. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, if I can
2: fight back tears. (laughs) Hi, my name is Dee Church. I am a clinical therapist over at Connolly Counseling. I am also a co-author on a research study that looks at trans and non-binary experiences of sexual assault in undergrad, and I am a member of the Michigan HIV AIDS Council. And I'm part of their policy and advocacy committee to create more trans inclusive HIV AIDS care in Michigan.
0: Wow, you do so much. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Happy to be here.
0: Yay. We're So excited
1: to have you here.
0: Yes, especially because, you know, I love when people reach out to us uh, via our, you know, our Instagram, our socials, because I've gotten a couple of messages from other trans and non-binary folks who have said that that they feel that this podcast really helps them and makes them feel seen. And a couple of people have asked me if and when we were going to speak more about mental health resources for trans and non-binary and other mm-hmm. queer folks. So I'm so happy to have you. I am
2: so happy to be here and to be talking about this just because I have so many clients who will reach out to me either for initial consultation or through Psychology Today are just like oh my god you're non-binary like can you be my therapist because there are a lot of well-meaning therapists and less you know therapists who are less well-meaning who kind of get i guess non-binary experience wrong or kind of do more harm than good i would say or at least from what i have heard and so i'm really happy to just sort of be like hey hey to navigate that shit? Also, is it okay if I swear? I probably should have asked that beforehand.
1: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely! We We have fairly. We have a lovely little e box on our on our podcast. We are explicit. Yes,
0: we are fairly unfiltered. Yeah, Yeah, because I am say whatever you want
2: during my therapy sessions because I'm professional.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Love that. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Here. So yeah, I guess we could just jump right in because this is something that I've personally been struggling with. My therapist like left the practice that I was going to in the middle of the summer and I just have not found a new one. And she was lovely. No shade towards Leslie at all in any way, shape, or form. But yes, like you said, I feel like a, at least in my experience I haven't had therapists that really understand the non-binary experience and so like I just kind of didn't even bother getting into it with them and would just kind of talk about other things that were going on in my life just because yeah it felt like never felt like the right time to like bring it up or like I don't you know how do you already like correct that after they've just like been calling you he or she or whatever for a long time and yeah how how can people who are non-binary like navigate finding a therapist that is I don't know I guess like friendlier to that experience?
2: yeah so my primary thing is like I have a psychology today profile which a lot of people will you know reach out to and one one kind of therapist I would be like ah caution like warning is like the every therapist right of just like I'm knowledgeable in every community i know all like all i do all the therapy and i am certified in all of it and like oh you you know have i i don't know like psychosis trauma eating disorder like all that stuff of just like i specialize in all of that right of they'll just be like yeah i'm totally like you know trans non-binary which like you know a lot of people like we'll put that on their profile i think it's a good sign i mean
1: what is this oh i'm so sorry um what what was this is it a website or a publication yeah so what was it thank
2: you so psychology today is both like a website publication thing it's also like this feels weird but like i don't know like you know speed friending for therapists kind of like match profile thing like you as a client don't make a profile but there's like a therapist who will like put a picture of themselves and be like oh this is like you know who I am my practice here's my education areas of expertise and on the side they'll sort of have like subcategories that are like like you know oh experienced in trans issues uh here are the populations I work with and so when kind of navigating that you know, the every therapist, the the, name as the every therapist is, you know, kind of eh, because I remember I was looking for a referral for someone who was non-binary and a perpetrator. And so it's like a niche of someone who both understands like, you know, non-binary experiences, and like takes care of that as well as identifying like problematic behaviors as like a perpetrator right not a lot of therapists you know really sort of like specialize in that niche or at least in my experience of what i found of searching for hours and they uh, i remember calling this one person who was just like oh yeah you know i'm you know he primarily primarily worked with perpetrators and he was just like yeah I'm so like trans non-binary or not he didn't say non-binary but like trans gay lesbian inclusive like blah, blah blah and it's like little thing so I was just like okay let me call him up and you know I called him and I was just like hey I just wanted to like you know kind of ask more about your experience working with trans people and he was just like, ah, yes, I had a trans woman client 12 years ago.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Aladdin M,
2: this guy was so proud of himself. It was just like, I worked with a trans woman 12 years ago. like, And it was very just like, okay. Um, and
0: tokenizing what's that tokenizing basically just like my one trans
2: and so I was just like oh you know so I have like this uh person who needs a referral they use they them their pronouns and throughout like this phone conversation person was just like constantly misgendering them using he him pronouns and I would like correct him and correct him and correct him and I was just, at the end, I was just like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work out. And he was so shocked by this. He was just like, oh, well, why not? And um, and I, like, stated, like, you know, it doesn't seem like you have sort of, like, experience to support uh, this client in the way that I think that they need. And how we ended the call was him saying, but I've worked with gay people. And...
1: <laughs> Everyone in it's the chat funny, has put their but... head in their, in their hands. Oh, oh no. So, oh God. One
2: thing to kind of, I guess, you know, navigate that situation is when you reach out to a therapist, make sure that they uh, provide free 30 minute consultations because you should not be paying money to see people like that and to be like, oh, this was the wrong choice. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And in those 30-minute consultations, it's good to sort of just be like, or even in the initial email or call being like, hey, I am non-binary. These are my pronouns. Tell me about your experience with that, right? Because you are interviewing them for a position, right? You are paying them for a service. You should be happy with that service. If it's just like, oh, and I have to sort of like baby this person for like a year, being just like, there are genders other than man and woman. And like, then it's a lot and you're not really getting your money's worth to put it in like capitalist standards. Right, and
0: it just... It seems like it's right, it seems like it's not worth it too if you have to do all this extra work. I mean like obviously yes, finding a mental health provider is unfortunately like it does take work, but you know, it you shouldn't have to do that like extra work of like coddling your therapist. Right. It's like so not yeah, what that is Yeah, it's so for. difficult
2: in a weird position to be in when you're supposed to be receiving support from this person and educating them of just like and this is how you support me kind of thing and like coaching them on it and it's it doesn't feel like that kind of safe space that therapy should it feels like work it feels like and i mean it is it's emotional work to be like, like hey please try and understand and support my experiences as they are
0: important mm. yeah yeah that
1: makes no,
0: sense i agree with that so i guess I mean, you kind of, like, already covered, but, like, something that you and I were talking about in our little chat is just, like, red flags to look for you. I mean, you kind of c- covered most of them, but are there any more just, like, I don't know, things to just steer away from that w- would kind of let a person know, mm-hmm. like, immediately, this is not for you?
2: Yeah, uh, in, in terms of just, like, when you're looking for just sort of, like, trans-affirming and non-binary-affirming therapists... If they're kind of pushing their own framework on you of what non-binary is, of what it means to be a trans non-binary woman or what have you. And if they sort of like really open that space up to you and not in like an like educate me kind of way, but like tell me about your experiences. Like how does like that kind of that's more welcoming that's more sort of just like I want to like know this part of you and not like this okay educate me on everything that non-binary is (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah
2: and more of that like collaborative kind of thing I think another red flag might be if they're just like okay you know like non-binary what is that then it's kind you know it I would leave it up to the client to kind of be like, okay, do you, do you want to do that emotional labor or not? Because, you know, they the therapist might be like, oh, and I spent like this last week, like researching and learning about that, right? I guess go off of a vibe is the, sure. <laughs> the biggest thing.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense because yeah, I mean, I got really lucky that my psychiatrist, you know, when I had started seeing her, yeah, I hadn't really said anything about like, Yeah, I think I had just come out as non-binary. No, I had been out for like a little bit, but, you know, yeah, was still kind of weird about doing that in like, I guess in like Mm -hmm. medical settings because I've noticed, yeah, some doctors are really cool about it and some are very weird. And no, there was at one point, I don't think I even said anything, but she was just like, by the way, let me just check in. Do you prefer they, them pronouns? And I was like, Wow, actually yeah. And she was like, Okay, hang on, let me let me just change that in all of my files really fast and like sat there and went through and changed all of that, yeah, Mm -hmm. in her files while I was there. So I was like Thank you, Doc. Like that (laughs) that felt really, really nice. You know,
2: therapists and you know, medical professionals like sort of ask that, but also sort of just like start off of where it's just like, Oh, you know, these are my pronouns and they don't frame it as like an assumed thing. Like they don't, don't like cock their head to the side being like, so what are your pronouns? Cause they're just kind of looking at you being like, Hmm, this androgynous mess or however someone presents. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I am personally an androgynous. Right. Mess, so <laughs> identify <laughs> as a mass. Um, woo. Um no, yeah, I mean that's that is really great especially because too, you know, uh I think we all sort of have at least some experience with like finding out that changing your gender marker legally is such an intensive process. I just started looking at that through I was looking at the Transgender Center for right. Equality's, like, website, and because I was curious, like, hey, what does it take, you know, in, like, New York State for me to change my gender marker, and oh my god, it just seems like such a pain mm. in the ass, and then, like, you know, if it's not on all of your legal documentation, then you have to, like, go through the whole thing of just, like, explaining to everybody, like, this is blah, blah, because it's not already on, you know, your license or your passport right. or state mm. ID or whatever. Mm -hmm. goodness all those things that have to be changed oh my (laughs) lanta it's almost like they make it just frustrating enough Mm. that you don't do it (laughs) like oh whatever oh yeah i mean that's
1: not entirely true but it's what it feels like oh man (laughs) so d remind us again How you identify and what your pronouns are, just really quick. Apologies. Yeah, because I would really like D to to introduce themselves. We did kind of jump in right off the the top. (laughs) It's okay. But D, if you could, I know you kind of did it a little bit really quickly off the top, but if you're comfortable, how you identify, what your pronouns are, if you want to explain how you got to your identity and how that has influenced impacted you as a therapist if you would like to yeah. go that far
2: so I am I would say my identity is just like non-binary femme they them pronouns how I came to my identity it was I mean like a jumbled mess like the rest of us but of course I don't know I just obvious there were like you know signs in childhood or whatever and like I remember distinctly when I was 18 or 19 I read this book by it's called like the Gender Not by Alan G Johnson, and it talks about just like oh patriarchy, and it's very like sociological study of blah 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 blah. And he was just like, yeah, gender's made up, and I was just like, it is, like, <laughs> and
1: this is an option. <laughs> Wait, hold I, on. I
2: was just like, you're fucking kidding me, and. And when I got to, I don't know, like, you know, growing up, I was always such a good ally, but and like, and (laughs) when I got to college, I, I, I had a bad experience at a university that low-key kind of pushed conversion therapy and in their psych classes. Mm. And so I was just like, this Mm. isn't what I want to be doing with my life and so I sought out like universities that had LGBTQ friendly and you know places and resources and a bunch of just like social stuff and I went there and through what I call LGBTQ osmosis, I just sort of sat in the LGBT resource center and was just like, okay, like, and I would interact with like non-binary people. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a vibe. Like, yes.
0: A word, yes. And so
2: I remember the first person I came out to, Alex, they were, you know, non-binary femme. And because I was just like, I'm trying to make sense of all of these experiences in childhood and what language do I even put to this and blah, 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 because I don't feel like necessarily a woman, I don't necessarily feel like a man, like, you know, when you're out at the club and people are just like, hey, ladies, and people are like, yeah, and it's like, hey, fellas, and people are like, yeah, and then you're just sort of standing there being like, I've feel unaddressed and I don't know why like
0: (laughs) (laughs) do I woo for both of them do I woo for just like yes uh
2: mr dj sir like right and so I I was explaining this to Alex and they were just like yeah that sounds a lot like me growing up honestly and that I don't know really hit, hit for me and Alex was also someone who is like amab and super fucking tall for for the podcast record i'm six foot nine and
0: oh <gasps> yeah. yeah wow that's so cool it
2: is so hard
0: for, also for the podcast record being on d's shoulders is one of the most <gasps> incredible experiences oh i have ever had
1: there's not
2: enough oxygen up there it was
0: amazing <laughs> <laughs> i know i was like oh my god I'm gonna be like an Olympic runner after this because my lung capacity is so much better now. <laughs> oh my just goodness. training. But yeah, so like as like
2: a you know really tall femme person, it's just like, I think for me, that was always just like a barrier in my mind, right? That's what kind of added to the suppression of those feelings because it didn't seem possible to live that truth. Because it was just like, well, you go to like, you know, Target or thrift stores to look at gender affirming clothing, but none of it fits. And it's just like this. And so it just cemented in my mind, like, this is not a possibility for me. Mm. And so Alex was amazing. And they uh, got some clothes off of, this website called long, tall Sally. I don't think it's a thing anymore, but it's for like tall cis women, so yeah, like body proportions. But they were just like, oh, I ordered this thing. Didn't really fit. Like wondering if it would fit you. And it was just like this flowery dress and heels. And I was just like, yeah, okay. And uh, oh,
0: yes. <laughs> oh my God.
2: <laughs> so I went and they were like, before they handed it to me just being like, hey, when you try this on, don't go to something, like, immediately after, like, give yourself some space, like, don't, don't plan on doing anything, and they were very right, because as soon as I was just like, okay, so, like, dress in heels, cool, 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 I had, like, an emotional breakdown in realization.
1: <laughs> Aww.
2: and realization, wow. and
1: so, yeah,
2: and I, 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 I love just fucking, uh, trans and queer people and non-binary people, because I, I, like, told one friend of where it's just like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going go by D now. You say them pronouns. And I remember we were exiting an elevator as other people were getting on, and my friend was just like, oh, hey, yeah, D. And everyone, like, ears just perked up, and they were just like, okay, and that is what we were going to call them. And, like, it wasn't just, like, any kind of, like, I never had to explain it to anyone. They were just like, got it. <laughs>
0: yes that's amazing that's awesome that's the most wonderful thing and I was just like Uh,
2: yeah where it's just like all right not having to go up to like individually to my queer and trans friends and just be like hey so like it's just like one of my friends just used it and it spread like wildfire and I never had to like do any kind of emotional work about it and it was (laughs) great.
0: Oh, I love wow. that. Wow. That, that's incredible. Thank good you. for you. And, and,
2: <laughs> and awesome. so in undergrad, I was just like, all right, I'm about to get hella involved in LGBT stuff. And so I was, I was on, this was at Michigan State University. I was on SFAC or the Sexual Violence Advisory Committee, which was just like, hey, how 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 be good? How be I'd be good about survivors how how not be a dick and I was the representative for the alliance of queer and allied students so basically my job was every 10 minutes press a button being like hey trans people exist and then they'd be like ah yes thank you and then move on um <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: goodness. hey just letting you know that that's like a yeah. really thing. <laughs> thanks thank you, right? just like, okay. <laughs> thank, you yeah.
1: <laughs> thank you for your service thank
0: you for your service
2: <laughs> but yeah, and then I I got really involved in sort of sexual violence work, especially in relation to trans and non-binary experiences, because there just isn't a lot of information out there. And it's like the stigma that, you know, trans people are the perpetrators and that kind of thing and gross stuff. And so we also had a yeah. thing where I think it's called PO now of prevention, outreach and education. But when I was there, what was it called? I don't remember, so whatever. But it was basically like going into a room <laughs> of a hundred fr- freshmen and just being like, hey, so don't rate people and they would be like, oh, okay, got it for two oh, hours. And I worked specifically with incoming LGBTQ plus students and sort of talking about sexual violence as it exists in queer communities and kind of talking about like that nuance of where it's just like, you know, like queer people are not inherently like, you know, perpetrator-esque, like, and here are like some good information and like queer and trans specific ways of like coercion or things like that. And then I, I, I was the hostess with the mostess. I also did an internship at Equality Michigan, which is Michigan's leading LGBTQ rights and advocacy organization. And so I was in their Department of Victim Services doing work with mostly Detroiters, but also people, you know, across the state of discrimination claims and just sort of like basic advocacy stuff. So yeah, when I was just like, oh, I I gay, I non-binary, like I kind of just was like, that this is what I want to do. And it's really informed a lot of my practice as a therapist, just because I'll often joke with clients when, you know, we're in like the building rapport stage of, you know, talking about experiences of like being non-binary. And I feel like something some clients might run into is just being like, oh, and it's so frustrating that my parents don't get it, right? And a therapist might say like, well, you have to understand their perspective and not really like meeting the client where they're at and that feeling of like, you know, loss and misunderstanding. And and so I think just like being a non-binary therapist, it's great to provide that space for people where they... Where it's just like, hey, hey, yo, this thing is just like, yeah, that is a thing. Like, and kind of, you know, pay it forward, the kind of love and care that Alex gave me. And now I know so many more resources for trans femme people who are super tall. And so I'll have clients who are just like, and I'm 6'4", and what do I even shop for? And I'm just like, I have a document.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have a (laughs) Google (laughs) Google form. (laughs) Don't worry so about only, it.
0: <laughs> so not only are you a therapist, but now you're like a personal stylist. Basically, you're a <laughs> badass. Despite <laughs> me being
2: it. in a plain t-shirt for this I- podcast.
1: <laughs> Nobody Whatever. knows. No one knows. You're in, for all... <laughs> you're in Balenciaga for all, for <laughs> yeah, all anybody for knows. <laughs> all the,
0: for, listen, for all they know, I'm in full drag right no, now. You know what,
2: Aladdin? You're so right.
1: <laughs> and you uh, are. <laughs>
2: But yeah, it's it's good to sort of like, you know, connect people, especially like, you know, trans people, it's already so hard to find like clothes that, that fit certain like body types, especially for, you know, people who are either super tall or people who are fat and they need sort of just like, you know, clothes that fit their body in a affirming way. And it's like a really good thing to I don't know being able to connect people to those resources and to just be like see them being like oh my god I got this shirt and it fits amazing and that sort of just like not having to settle for things of just like okay this is like what I can get kind of thing
0: right yeah I mean like you know this is just kind of a sidebar but I've been seeing kind of an advent of more like I don't know, non-binary, like, clothing labels, you know, or, like, gender-neutral clothing brands, which is great, but also, like, they're, they're, like there's a couple stores here in New York that are, like, you know, the gender-neutral, like, clothing store, which is awesome, but they're really expensive. Like, oh, my God. Like, I get that you're trying to go for the whole, like, we can do couture, too, because, of course, mm-hmm. we can, <laughs> Henny. Like, we are fashion. Right. Like, huh, hello. But, you know, it's also just, like, oh, trying to find things like that that are also, like, cost effective, especially now. Everyone Mm -hmm. is broke, and especially for people who, you know, maybe they want to go through, like, gender-affirming, like, surgeries, etc. Those are also so expensive, so, like, you know, how much money then are you gonna throw into your wardrobe? Like, it's- Yeah, and a thing
2: that was, like, present before the pandemic that, like, I would sort of you know, have people explore are these sort of clothing exchange events that'll happen at like LGBTQ centers, as well as there are also like Facebook groups who are just like, you know, I think there is a Ann Arbor Ipsy, like fat trans mask group clothing exchange thing. And oh, that's um, dope. yeah, and so I don't know, just like less events are happening like that and so it's like really <sighs> discouraging because it's just like well now I gotta order expensive stuff online that fits my body like
1: and hopefully right. it fits, because you're ordering online right yeah
2: you one of uh, the resources oh my so this is like not a cost-efficient option sometimes it can be depending on like what's on sale or what is I don't know the other term for it but their eShakti is a website where you can put in your exact measurements like bust height like cap like all that stuff and they make it to form your body and their their heights go up to 611.
1: Nice. Yes. I remember the first time that's I ordered awesome. from how them. Do you, that's, how do you spell I that?
2: Let me type it into the search bar so I have it right. So <laughs> it is E-S-H-A-K-T-I dot com. It is so it's Perfect. I wouldn't say that they are like trans affirming but they're like you know, you you can get clothes there that fit your body. I remember I, when I placed my first order, I got an email back just being like, hey, so like, we noticed that on your thing, you listed six foot nine and your bust being this and like, blah, blah, blah. Like, we just want to make sure that that was correct. And I was just like, so maybe not used to, like, trans people ordering from you. It's
1: like, yes. But, but like, I was just like, yes, sex. that is correct. And they're
2: just like, <laughs> okay, cool. And, like, I've gotten a lot of really great dresses and shirts and stuff from them. And, like, pants that actually fit. So it's...
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. What? So, D-Church, therapist, certified badass, and fashion icon.
1: <laughs> you do it all. Fab five all in yeah. one.
2: A, so it's a triple threat, a pent, like, pent is five, right? Yes. Pence threat, pen, what, is, what is the term for that?
1: Not pents. Pentacle threat. About, not pens.
0: <laughs> you, you, Well, you are a threat to uh, Mike Pence. I yeah, mean, so. that is my dream. You shouldn't feel threatened. In my
2: resume with career goals, <laughs> it has been a constant threat, a threat. to Mike Pence.
0: Oh yeah, I identify as a constant threat. <laughs>
1: Amazing. Oh, man. I also wanted to to ask you, so since you identify as non-binary, especially being on the femme side, are there any times as, like, a therapist, probably not recently because of the pandemic, but are there any times where you have to get together with colleagues or have the opportunity to get with colleagues, and, like, how does being non-binary amongst other therapists, like, is, are you are people usually pretty good about it because they're trying to like actually be a good person as, or be a good therapist and like not make snap judgments or is our therapist just as bad as other people?
2: So <laughs> I, I definitely don't want to like posit therapists as just like, ah, oh, yes. And they're, they have this knowledge or like above other people, but I am privileged in the fact that I work for a specifically like LGBTQ therapist organization. Hell
1: yeah. The, so nice.
2: there are other.
1: Can you tell us which organization? Yes, Connolly Counseling
2: in Ann Arbor. Dope. Yeah. And so a lot of, I mean, I would say like, yeah, there are a lot of non binary therapists there as well as, you know, just queer therapists. So it's just like, nice. you know, being like, oh yeah, you know, names. D, here are my pronouns, like, uh, this is what I specialize in, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a non-thing. So it's like really great to be in. At like a dream. And everyone's like, you know, writing gender letters all the time for if people want to go on hormones or have top surgery, bottom surgery. And so, Yay. and it's, and we're like helping clients like navigate healthcare systems of just being like, all right, let's word your gender letter this certain way so that'll just be like, ah, yes, like you 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 are indeed a trans person. It's just like, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's so incredible. It's
2: uh, it's it's pretty great working at like a LGBTQ organization because I. I will never forget the interview I had with the director there. And I don't know if she would, she'd would probably like me saying oh, that was fine. Of where I <laughs> I was, you know, kind of asking, like, oh, like what kind of populations do you specialize in as an agency? And and she was. Saying just like, oh, we work with a lot of like LGBTQ youth and adults, uh, people in polyamorous and non-monogamous relationships. Uh, we uh, work with people who, who do BDSM. Though I guess you could say that that's a subpopulation we work with. Like subpopulation. Like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah! I didn't even get that. I saw. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh I love puns, and I yeah, it's wow. I, it's past my bedtime.
2: <laughs> like. I, as soon as she said that, I was like, I need to work here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> These are my people. Oh my we goodness. Yes. I love that.
0: You are truly living the dream. It's out there. It exists. It's
2: it's wild. I don't know, talking because uh, some of my clients will be like in middle school or high school. And I'm just so happy that like, I hope this doesn't sound like in my own I was just like oh I'm so happy that they have like me as a person to go to for like to talk about like you know gender things and to affirm those kind of experiences and at such like an early age of where it's just like this is shit I wish I had
0: yeah yeah there's There's something to be said for, like, being the person that you needed when you were younger. Yeah. You know? And that's really cool
1: that you get to be that person. What a privilege. That's so amazing. Yeah.
2: I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it, but now that I'm reflecting on it, I'm just like, oh, God, I'm feeling so many emotions.
1: (laughs) Yes. No, but seriously, like, I probably would have been so much farther along in, like, my identity and... And everything, if I had, like, even if I had just gone to just just point blank a therapist, <laughs> like, <laughs> when I needed to, like, as a middle schooler or a high schooler, no. like, like, and it's so amazing. Like, I'm so happy that these parents are realizing, like, that their kids need to be in and talking to somebody mm-hmm. and and not being intimidated by that because I feel like. I've had a couple of my siblings go through therapy for other different things, not gender stuff, but, like, it took my parents, like, realizing that in this specific area, they couldn't help their kid, and that was okay, you know?
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I know from (laughs) my just, like, bizarro experience of being, like, in and out of therapy so many different times, I think I went... I was, was like, 15, maybe, and I had this therapist who was, man, I mean, she just, like, was, first of all, like, I don't mean to, like, shit on her. She just was not a good fit for me. Maybe she, like, really helped some other people. I don't know. I just personally did not like her. And she was weirdly kind of religious, like, in a way that was, like, a little Mm -hmm. pushy. And I was like, mm, that's unprofessional, but okay. And I remember like, you know, I think we, I mentioned like on the first episode that I have been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, but back then we, we had no idea what was going on with me. I was just like very mood swingy, just uh, a disaster. And at first they thought it was like unipolar depression and later people thought it was bipolar, whatever, not the point. The point is uh, she said to me, honey, I think the reason that you're so depressed is because you're gay. And I was like, I mean, she wasn't entirely wrong, but I don't think that was the reason. Like, correlation and causation are, mm, right, like, it's... I mean, I was in Catholic school and could not, like, explore that, like, openly, even though my mm. family was, like, pretty, uh, like, my family would not have cared, really. They yeah. would have been like, cool. You know, I was like, uh, I don't think that's it. She was like, no, it's definitely because you're gay. I was like, uh. <laughs> it's it's the (laughs) broken finger thing
2: right of where do you know that
1: no No of
2: where it's just like you know someone walks into a doctor's office and like oh you know uh, doctor um everywhere I like you know poke myself it hurts like I'm poking my leg and there's pain and I'm poking my chest and there's pain he was just like you have a broken finger (laughs) And I think a lot of therapists do the same thing, you know, it sort of switched that dynamic a bit, but it's just like, oh, like, you know, you're depressed. Well, maybe it's because, like, you're trans. And it's just like, well, it's definitely a part of it. Yeah, where it's just like, I'm a person, (laughs) like, outside of this, like, label I have, you know, given into I my experiences like, but...
0: right and I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong and like I maybe this is me just like projecting my own stuff just like mm. onto the world around me but I feel like there's this kind of like weird rhetoric of like oh and then once you realize your gender like you'll feel like right. immediately and like your mm. problems will go away and it's like no but n- that's not right either I don't I kind of hate that there's sort of and, and I, like I said, I could be wrong. I just feel like I've seen so much, like, messaging of, like, and then once you transition finally or once you live your non-binary truth, like, your life will be immediately better. And it's like, okay, but we also need to be careful because it's like, I feel like people will might maybe go through that and then be like, yo, why is my life, like, not wildly right. different? It's like, well, because you're still a human being and wherever you go, there you are. Like, you yeah, know I Yeah, and there's mean? also,
2: like with that, there is this idea of like, I, I don't know, I, with a lot of clients, it's this idea of like, am I trans enough? Am I non-binary enough? Uh, it's just like, okay, uh, when I think feels. of myself as like, you know, presenting this way, or how however, and it'll just be like, well, there's not this like, sort of euphoric rush and this realization of just like, ah, I am a woman or like, you know, and I think that can be really harmful of, I think, you know, certain trans narratives have been really helpful for people, but we can't just have one trans narrative, right? And if like, I don't know, when I do presentations, I'll ask people like, and it's it's typically to like binary audiences of where it's just like, oh, you know, write a paragraph about like what it feels like your experiences of being a man or being a woman and go around and kind of like talk to other people about that. And people's experiences are different. And so we should also sort of, you know, hold that same space for like, you know, cis people, trans people, non-binary people of, like it's it's not always the kind of narrative where it was just like and when i was 4 years old my mother put me in a dress and i was like no mother i am a man and like rips it up and throws it on the floor like and it and i have known and had dysphoria for x number of years like it's it's not always that case and some people i remember talking to someone who they came out in their 70s, and they were just, yes! yeah, well, and, and they they were just like yeah, just they just really fit. Sometimes people don't have access to these kind of concepts or, or this this language, right? And so there's nothing they can really attach it to.
0: Yeah, I just saw somebody just came across my TikTok for you page, who is like a middle-aged, like uh, I don't know, like older non-binary person and holy shit the first of all this person was just kind of like goals because they had green and blue hair and like a cool like yes. Hawaiian shirt happening and I was like I love seeing older mm-hmm. queer people like older non-binary people just out there living like I know it sounds so like corny like living their truth but really like living mm-hmm. their truth like it's I don't know just very like calming yeah. and comforting to me like yes, this person right. is out there like, doing that. And I don't know, obviously it's TikTok. You get like 15 to 60 seconds of a human being. So I don't know like what their whole story is, but just like, wow, we are here and we've been here for a long time. Oh, it, oh, that gave me gender euphoria. I was like, yes, yeah, I love Yeah, of that.
2: having, I don't know what I... I'm boring and read nonfiction, but um, I love, uh, (laughs) I don't know, there is, in the field of, like, sex therapy, Richard Von Kraft Ebbing was, like, one of the, like, founders of it. Not not very trans-affirming, not really anything. It's kind of hilarious to, like, read through uh, Psychopathia Sexualis, which is, like, one of the first written texts about, like, Sexual disorders, and he has case notes in there of people just being like, "Yeah, ain't really vibing with either gender," and he's just like, "What's wrong with you?" But like, um, and but it's like it's just like, "Oh, I'm so sorry you had to deal with him, client." But like, it it's oddly affirming to like read through those case notes and just be like, "Oh yeah, we were here." Might have not had like that sort of yeah. language. Yeah. Um, Put to that experience but just like yeah and also the seeing of older non-binary people and just older queer people of where it's just like oh there's hope like I can I can see myself as like an older queer person I think a lot of the times it's just like oh this is just a phase or like what have you
0: or a trend yeah. or you know like oh all the zoomers mm. are doing it so yeah and I've been seeing a lot of that rhetoric too of just like oh well like all the kids are coming out as this now and it's like well I mean I feel like that's just kind of how it works because people have more access to that language no. now.
1: Well also the other thing too is that most of the people that are in you know the baby boomer era or Gen X that that's the one that comes after them I believe a lot of those people died. Mm. So, you didn't see or were killed, you know, or were forced to not be able to live their own truth. So, that's why we don't see people like that. Like, so
0: many of them died in the AIDS crisis, you know, like, or like you said, or were killed for being how they are. So, it's like,
1: we have been here. You've just either killed us or told us we didn't deserve to exist. Right. So, right. Yeah.
0: Forced people into into identifying as one of the binary. Mm-hmm.
1: At least yeah. in Western culture. Of course, you know, every other right. culture that is not white <laughs> mm-hmm. almost all of them have had some sort of delegation or understanding or, you know, generational stories of people who do not fit the binary. But of course colonization happened. So
0: Yeah.
2: I was just reflecting on after one of my classes, I did a interview with one of my friends who is Ishkanabe and you know they were t- kind of talking about indigenous knowledge about you know gender and how it there's this book that you know they were mentioning that was like um, as we have always done, and the kind of philosophy around it is just like you know fluidity as the natural state of you know sort of just like non-categorical things it's the natural state and anything that imposes sort of just like and this is how this and this is how that is should be viewed as like the unnatural and
0: yeah I mean I think we even touched on this like in our first episode but you know. Personally, like, my, I don't know, my personal philosophy just, like, on gender and gender expression is, like, why can't things be more fluid? And I kind of, I don't know, and anybody can, I don't know, feel free to tell me that I'm wrong. But I think, I don't see why not, like, people are like, it's just a phase, like, whatever. I don't know, like, I go through phases all the fucking time. Like, sometimes I dress more Mm. like punk goth, and I went through, like, a fucking hipster phase. And it's not to, like you know, take the seriousness away from, like, your gender expression, but, like, why not be able to explore either side or everything in between and identify a certain way based on, like, how that makes you feel? Like, to me, that's just, like, true freedom of expression and self of, like, Man, you know what? I'm feeling like real mask. Like, let me just be that for right now. I personally, I think that's totally fine, and we should be like, like progressing towards that kind of a world where that is possible for people to just, you know, what? I woke up today and fuck it, I really feel like a
2: yeah temporary doesn't mean. I really feel like
0: you know, right, right. Like personally, I think all of it is valid Mm -hmm. all the time. So. Yeah. I, I have hopefully have an answer. <laughs> well, you sent me this message and I was unaware of this. You said that there's just kind of like a phenomenon now of more people coming out uh, as non-binary, like since mm. quarantine, since the pandemic. That is fascinating. I haven't heard of about any of that. Can you tell me more about
2: Yeah, of, uh, I mean, this academic brain is just like ah yes performativity by judith butler but (laughs) it kind of fits into to it though of where like when we're in these social spaces and people are you know performing a certain role and getting this sort of social feedback of your sort of performing like ah yes i am this gender and people are like yes you are that gender like look at you you cis, cis man person and When quarantine kind of started, it's a lot of people alone with their thinky thoughts and kind of like had more realizations of when they weren't sort of in spaces where it's just sort of like the emotional dance that they're used to kind of navigating that. And they're just able to sort of just be like, and here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm feeling right now there's more of that space to just like, oh, okay, this, this might be something.
0: That is incredible. We out here. Yeah, it's. I love that.
2: I've gotten a lot of, you know, psychology today messages of people kind of just being like, you know, so uh, gender's a thing. (laughs) Like, and a lot of this kind of, exploration that's happening in quarantine because you know for a lot of people are staying home more and so those people who are able to spend that time in at home for extended periods of time they they can experiment with different things and and sort of have that space for themselves and explore that
1: I love that that's so good oh well it's been almost an hour, but it's flown by, friends. Wow. I've been, I'm so, ha- I know, it doesn't feel like, it feels like it's been five minutes, and hopefully it's felt like five minutes to you listeners, and then maybe we can have D come back and talk even more. Yeah. Because See, you dude, are just. so much more that uh,
0: I would like to talk yeah. about,
1: for sure. I feel like D should just be a, regur- a recurring guest. <laughs> I'm I'm down for that. I'm so down for that. If that is absolutely. okay with you, D. This
2: has been great. I I hope I did a good brought on expert uh, <laughs> interview thing.
1: Oh my gosh! Yes, no, no seriously, You're incredible. This has been absolutely wonderful, and it gives me yeah. hope. I didn't say this right off the top, but I've said it before in another podcast. But I'm also from Michigan, so like. It's super awesome to know that there is a place nearby where, you know, there are... Like, obviously, I can't go to you because now we've had this conversation and we're friends now. Um, (laughs) But it's wonderful to know that there there are resources so close. Like, I didn't even know about that. And I've lived in Michigan almost my entire life. So... It's amazing to know that there are resources and there are therapists out there and there's a place where you can go and search out people who are specifically, I don't know if the word is trained is, is appropriate, but you know, yeah. like they, they specify in things that are specific to you. That's a lot of specificities. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, uh, another
2: cool thing about the uh, search bar, you can kind of search for therapists by gender and they have a non-binary option.
1: Yay! Yes! I love <laughs> that. Wow. That's beautiful. So That's amazing. Oh, so wonderful. Well, thank you again, Dee. Do you have any social media? I don't know, as a professional, if, if like how if you have social media, like how much if you have anything that would be public, if not, anything you want to just say at the end be- where you can either be found or just whatever uh, you want, I, uh, <laughs> how would you like to sign up? I do
2: not <laughs> go on social media a lot. I have three photos on Instagram, okay. each from like separate years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am familiar <laughs> with this.
2: Yes. I, Yeah. I don't have much of a social media presence need to get on that because like my therapist colleagues are just like ah yeah like Instagram account like sex therapy facts with Katie or like you know stuff like that and so I'm just like
1: yeah
0: yeah cool. so I'm just wow like,
2: maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe I need to think about this but if people would like I mean I can definitely give out my email if people want to reach out with do it questions, let's do this and I will get to it when I can, because when you're doing telehealth therapy, virtual interaction can kind of be a lot. And so I might not always uh, respond in a time or manner of that I would like.
1: They're booked and busy. Get with
0: it. Um,
2: Yeah, so (laughs) my email is d, that's d-e-e, at connellycounseling.com.
1: And people can reach out to you with any questions.
2: And if yeah. people have any questions about like referrals and kind of navigating the therapeutic process, I should say for people who are outside, if, if, if people are looking to see a therapist and I have like availabilities or whatnot, I am only licensed in Michigan. So if you're listening from Michigan, hi. <laughs> Hello.
1: But that's awesome that you have references in other places, too. That I'm sure that would be super helpful to other people.
0: For a lot of people, yeah. And we hope to have you back soon to talk. Because trust me, I have so many questions now. And I'm probably going to listen back on this and, like, take notes on everything that you've done. And then research all of that more. <laughs> and then come back with more yeah, questions.
2: I know. I... <laughs> Before oh, yeah. this, I sent, like, Aladdin. I was just like, oh, here, like, you know, here, here's a list of things I could possibly talk about. That's <laughs> yeah.
0: that's fine. Like, uh, trust me, I would love to have you back like, whenever you're free.
1: Yes. We should just have a monthly segment with D. You know what? They're available. <laughs> D, are or you available, <laughs> or, as, or as close yeah. to
0: monthly as possible? Sorry, yeah, something <laughs> like that. Computer, I'm
2: so glad that the computer froze. Like I'm getting freezes now, oh, so I'm very oh boy. glad this happened at the end of this podcast and not in the middle of it. Yes,
1: that's you what editing. is. You know, but yeah, no, I would line. love to. Get,
2: exactly. uh, come back every month I mean I I can definitely give a quick blurb of just like areas I specialize in if that would be helpful oh my gosh
1: that would be lovely go right ahead yeah
2: so I have experience offering education and support to LGBTQIA plus youth and adults people living with HIV AIDS survivors of sexual assault and intimate partner violence kink and BDSM practitioners people in polyamorous and non-monogamous partnerships and sex workers
0: wow yes and as as, i mean i'm sure we've said before but we're a very sex positive podcast so i appreciate that you do those things that makes me so happy
1: yay yeah
2: Um, i'm trying to think of just like yeah can kind of like also navigate like being trans and non-binary in relationships and navigating sex and sort of just like what feels good and affirming
1: love that
2: uh, thank y'all for having me on
1: uh of course thank you for being here we really appreciate it mm. all right i've been M. you can find my social medias at emily craig art craig is spelled k-r-i-e-g like the german word you can find me on instagram tiktok twitter and yeah on on spotify with aladdin here so aladdin yes. where can people find you Oh,
0: you can definitely find me at Aladdin Firm on Instagram, TikTok, and the Twitter. And yes, and on Spotify. And also, I guess if you look up Aladdin Firm on Spotify, you will also find my single with the band. Woo! Woo. What band, pray tell? Oh, so we are called... WFRSDE, the space station. We are also a podcast that uh, my good friend Eddie Crash hosts. So yeah, th- that that can be found at WFRSDE. Also on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We have merch out that the part of the proceeds go to the Transgender Center for Equality. So, woo, yay, queer things. For and by queer people makes me happy.
1: Yay how wonderful. All right friends thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you being out here like we said you can find us at screaming in non-binary. You can find ah! us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you could give us a rating of five stars that'd be lovely if it's anything less than that don't bother. <laughs> you're dead to me (laughs) you can also find us on instagram and on twitter we are screaming in envy it is not updated as much as instagram to my dismay and that dismay is caused by myself because i update it but if you want to find us on instagram we are much more up to date there i am also working on a patreon for the podcast so look out for that as well stay tuned yay so again thank you for listening and you have a lovely day or night bye bye